Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 29 of season 2. So let's open up with a prayer, please. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who, by the Holy Ghost, was conceived, born of the Virgin Mary, raised, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he arose again from the dead, and he ascended unto heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Penitential Act I confess to Almighty God, to Blessed Mary Ever-Virgin, to Blessed Michael the Archangel, to Blessed John the Baptist, to the holy apostles, St. Peter and St. Paul, and to all the saints, that I have sinned exceedingly in thought, word, and deed, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I invoke the Blessed Mary Ever-Virgin, Blessed Michael the Archangel, Blessed John the Baptist, the holy apostles, St. Peter and St. Paul, and to all the saints, to pray to the Lord our God for me, May Almighty God have mercy upon us, forgive us all our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. And may the Almighty and merciful Lord grant us pardon, absolution, and remission of all our sins. Amen. Prayer in a, in a time of tribulation. Almighty God, despise not your people who cry unto you in their affliction, but for the glory of your name, turn away your anger and help us in our tribulation through Christ our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Prayer in a time of calamity. O Lord Jesus Christ, holy, immortal God, have mercy upon us and upon all men. Purify us by your holy blood. Forgive us by your holy blood. Save us by your holy blood, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the time of our death. Amen. Prayer in a time of pestilence. Grant we implore you, O Lord, an answer to our hearty supplications and to your and your wrath being appeased. Turn away from us at this time of pestilence, and that the hearts of men may know that these scourges proceed from your anger and cease by your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Prayer for health of body and soul. 
Most Holy Virgin Mother of the Incarnate Word, Treasure House of Grace and Refuge of us wretched sinners with lively faith, we have recourse to your motherly love and ask of you the grace of ever doing God's will in yours. In your most holy hands we place our hearts and of you we ask of health of body and soul. And as we have the same hope that you, our most loving mother, will hear us, we say to you with lively faith, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Defend, we invoke you, O Lord, through the intercession of the Blessed Mary Ever-Virgin your servant from all infirmity and mercifully deem to guard the prostrate and insincerity of their hearts before you against the snares of the enemy through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So, uh, we're not going to be doing um, the meditations. I want to do a little reporting. Um, of course, what's happening now in these events, it's, uh, I guess now it's April 1st. Um, and uh, we we never really expected this was going to happen a year ago. Um at the uh, here in Brooklyn at the Diker Heights uh, area at the Regina Pachi Basilica. My mom and I went to celebrate um, the uh, Lent, uh, the Palm Sunday, which was beautiful. It was a wonderful time. It was great. I, I love uh, Lent and Easter. I think more than I think the Christmas season because the Christmas season has a lot of uh, commercialism, uh, a lot of buy this, buy that. The Lent and Easter season, uh, you can tolerate the chocolate bunnies and the candy and everything like that. But more... Uh, to me is the beauty because the fact I think I believe you're more closer to Christ at least to me I feel more closer to him um, during this time this beautiful time uh, that we go through there's just something beautiful about it you're driven to want to get close to Jesus to experience the passion to get to to be closer to him and you you have him close to you you could you know the the words the the just the beauty of it 
of the fact that he's about to you know that you're going to experience the sacrifice and the beauty beautiful thing about the liturgy especially during easter time is that everyone especially during palm sunday we recite those beautiful gospel passages of him coming into jerusalem on palm sunday overturning the money changers the drama of it and the beauty of the upper room the intimacy and the intimacy and the sorrow you feel the pain you feel of his agony in the garden and the the beautiful the beauty you just know he's doing it because he loves you and you you know that god that the word so god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whoever whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life i am the good shepherd the good shepherd has come to lay down his life for his sheep i have the power to lay down my life and i have the power to pick it up again this command comes from my father. It just, you know, there's a beauty to it. Uh, it. It could never be exhausted. Never be exhausted. And there's nothing, there's nothing in the world that can compare to those words, to those beautiful words. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the light of the world. You know, it's just beautiful words who, you know, you can't, you can find nothing to compare to those words. 2,000 years and they're not exhausted. They're not dried up. And, you know, even the words of Isaiah you know, behold, I shall give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel. Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. You can never get ex you can never be tired of those words. They're beautiful. And this is a beautiful time of the year. Yes, this is un- Historical. We're going through a historical time. You know, um, the doors have been shut. We have, we have, um, we have broken God's heart. Yes. I know others will say we have offended him. Yes, we have offended him, but we have broken his heart. Because we have taken his grace. We have robbed him. We have cheated God. And we have offended our Lord. The sacraments are meant to transform us and make us more like him. We want to be forgiven, but we do not want to amend our lives. 
we want to have it our own way as the words each of us have gone in our own separate way and we refuse to acknowledge that we have offended our Lord it's it's something we have to realize we have to change our lives we have to realize that we can't keep going on like this we are not the master of our lives this pandemic proves it this thing that suddenly has come upon us just like the the angel of death came down upon the Egyptians now people can say a various different degrees it's not as serious but can we honestly say if you watch a loved one who gets sick your mother your sister your your father your grandmother can you say honestly that well they were old can you really really look at them and say that yes there are younger people that could recover but let's say that person doesn't recover can you honestly say well they've had their chance no no one wants to see a loved one die just like it's painful to watch a child that's suffering from cancer we are the generation of death we are the children of death the generation of death that Pope John Paul the Saint John, Pope John Paul II has talked about and we laugh about death we enjoy it in front of the television screen and we are people that celebrate the body and ravage the body and ravage the souls of the young. Our priests think they, that celibacy means they just don't get married, but they can have their cake and eat it too. And they use the church and the money to celebrate their in, in their gluttony selfish gluttony spiritual gluttony and ecclesiastical abuses is all we have now cardinal supich of chicago has told his priest not to baptize any child which is absolutely ridiculous because it goes against canon law i'm not a canon lawyer i don't have a canon law book in front of me but i know um return uh true tradition in his podcast on his youtube channel said that this goes against canonical law and telling a priest not to go into a sick person's bed 
or go to someone who desperately needs the sacraments or telling them not to hear confession goes against canon law. Understandable, yes, we have a pandemic, but we have a generation of priests that were never told that there's a possibility that one day they'll have to risk their lives to administer the sacraments to the dying. We've had saints in the past who have gone to leper colonies. We've had saints that have died during the Black Plague. Um, We've had saints that risked their lives during war to administer the sacraments to dying soldiers. But in this generation, this weak, weak, pathetic generation, and I know I'm being harsh, but I'm going to say it because this is my generation. They're cowards. And yes, I understand that the death of priests would mean even more shortage of priests. But we have shortage of priests because we don't deserve it. We have men out there who are living double lifestyles, wolves and sheep's clothing. Now, this is a report from Monday, March 30th, 2020 by LifeSite News. Bishop Athanasius Schneider, excuse me, priests don't have to obey bishops who... um, and the government who suspends mass over COVID-19, that's the coronavirus, sometimes called the Wuhan virus. Um, this is by Martin Berger, uh, March 30th, 2020, LifeSite News. Bishop Athanasius Schneider has stated that a priest using discretion and following the necessary health precautions has not to obey the directives of his bishop or the government to suspend mass for the faithful. He also describes the the COVID-19 pandemic as a chastisement and a purification. I totally agree with him on this one. Directives canceling all public masses are pure human law. However, the supreme law in the church is the salvation of souls, said the auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of Mary, traditional Catholic newspaper, The Remnant. Priests in such a situation have to be extremely creative in order to provide for the faithful, even for a small group. The celebration of the Holy Mass and the reception of the sacraments, such was the pastoral behavior of all confessor and martyr priests in the time of persecution, he added being prohibited by ecclesial authority from visiting the sick and dying would also be a reason for a priest to disobey. Bishop Schneider explained, such a prohibition is an abuse of power. Christ did not give a bishop the power to forbid visiting the sick and dying. A true priest will do everything he can to visit a dying person. Bishop Schneider also called out the prevailing majority of bishops for having reacted perceptively out of panic in prohibiting all public masses. And what is even more incomprehensible is 
enclosing churches. Such bishops, he said, reacted more like a civil bureaucrats than shepherds in focusing too exclusively on all the hygienic protective measures. They have lost a supernatural vision and have abandoned the primacy of the eternal good of souls. A quasi-pathological fear has overcome common reason and a supernatural vision, Bishop Schneider exclaimed. Attending Mass is an essential, as shopping at grocery stores or using public transportation, both of which have not been shut down. The bishops pointed out one could guarantee in churches the same, even better hygienic protective measures. He also gave some practical advice. For example, before each Mass, one could disinfect the pews and doors, and everyone who enters the church could disinfect their hands. Other similar measures could also be taken. One could limit the number of participants and increase the frequency of Mass celebrations. On March 21st, Cardinal Raymond Burke had equally criticized the suspension of public masses. Even as we have found a way to provide for food and medicine and other necessities of life during a time of contagion without irresponsibly risking the spread of contagion. So in a similar way, we can find a way to provide for the necessities of our spiritual life. The American Cardinal said in a statement, Bishop Schneider criticizes the Catholic response to COVID-19 pandemics, revealing the loss of supernatural vision. For decades, many members of the church's hierarchy have been immersed predominantly in secular, inner-worldly, and temporal affairs, and have thus become blind to supernatural and eternal realities, according to their reaction, has revealed that they gave more importance to the mortal body than to the immortal soul of men. Many of the bishops who tranquilly allowed the poison virus of heretical teachings and practices to spread among their flock are now attempting to protect the faithful from contamination with material virus. Schneider called the coronavirus pandemic a divine intervention to chastise and purify the sinful world and also the church. Other Catholic leaders have been offered similar assessments. I'm going to stop right now because our Holy Father talked about with some young young man on a, a YouTube podcast it was in Spanish, and John Henry Weston played the video where this young man asked if this could be nature attacking, asking the Holy Father, Pope Francis, if this could be nature's way of attacking or striking back against the world because the fact that nature has been abused and taken advantage of. And the Holy Father, Pope Francis, said something like, well, this is like nature having a temper tantrum, you know, angry because of man abusing her. And this is something that is um, in line in his way of thinking. 
they made mention to some former Franciscan, which I can't remember his name now. Um, it's really amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's really beyond, uh, hard to believe that the Holy Father would put such emphasis, such ridiculous emphasis that nature is, is like a, an entity. Um, it's sad. I do believe this is a judgment. I do believe that the, that we are being tested. I believe our, our clergy, our bishops have been put to the test. And it's obvious because what's going on is, um, is the fact that they shut the churches. I mean, it's true. The supermarkets are not shut. The transportation, not transportation has been, hasn't been closed down. Right. Why can't you take the same measures in my, um, the Basilica Regina Pachi, we have hand sanitizers by the entrance of the churches. You know, their reaction, they completely shut down the churches. You could have had at least more masses and less people. You could even, you could even monitor how many people can go in. It's just amazing. Amazing how quickly they responded to this. What's even more uh, pathetic is that um, Father James Martin, Jesuit, uh, who is, I think, editor of America Magazine, uh, goes along with this. Lo he loves something like this because, of course, it does not register into sin. James Martin, who goes around telling people it's uh, that uh, homosexuality, the church needs to change its teachings and be more acceptable to gay people and that uh, gays should be able to kiss their lovers or their husbands or their spouse at mass, loves something like this. And I'm very weary of Jesuits. I truly believe that order has to be abolished. Um, not even reform because, uh, they, they just keep spreading their, their poison, their spiritual poison. They kill both the body and the soul. But the Holy Father doesn't seem to think that he, because what he brought on in October with the Pachimama and the pagan ritual in the Vatican garden, that didn't, that, that was not, uh, offensive to God. And that he let those horrible uh, pagan statues to be established in the churches. That he even took something in, uh, which is related to Pachimama, this pagan idol, and placed it on the altar of St. Peter. Doesn't think that there was any offense there. This is terribly sad. And also his, um, his interviews with Scafari. Uh, saying the things he said and never retracting them, never correcting them, uh, attacking the divinity of Christ, attacking the divinity and the humanity of Christ, misinterpreting it. None of these things seem to matter, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's, it's sad. 
it's sad and it breaks it you know it breaks everyone's heart we have a holy father that has that obviously has his own opinions about things um john henry weston uh points out in his article uh march 31st 2020 you, you've surely heard by now that the Pope Francis has scandalously claimed that the coronavirus is thanks to na- uh, nature being angry with us for not protecting the environment. Plenty of other martyrs, prelates such as Father James Martin, have sprouted similar things in the last few weeks. But Cardinal Burke and Bishop Schneider and many saints and, po- and the popes of the past, not to mention our Lord himself, has said differently. Okay, and he points out here about when he heard Pope Francis suggesting the COVID-19 outbreak was the result of nature throwing a fit because we had failed to take care of the environment. I couldn't believe it was real. Surely, even though the Pope has been wrong in on so many matters of faith, like contraception, cohabitation, divorce, remarriage, and transgenderism, surely he couldn't have gone against scripture and tradition on the coronavirus calamity that has struck the earth. So, you know, it's, you see here, he's shocked. And uh, Taylor Marshall was responding to this. Uh, Timothy Gordon on his YouTube and podcast responded to this. Uh, The Remnant uh, responded to this. Um, Return to the Tradition in his podcast and YouTube channel responded to this. I'm responding to this. It is absolutely ridiculous. And you're going to have people on one side that's going to say that they were fanatical Catholics. Well, they can say whatever they want. But one thing's for certain, this coronavirus came and it spread really fast. This Pope threw Catholics under the communist machine in China. They pulled down churches and this deal was made by a serial pedophile, Theodore McCarrick. And he didn't, he thought it was okay. They've been killing Christians. Remember that was that new year's where an Asian woman grabbed his arm and he slapped her hand now, of course, like we said before, she may have been wrong in her behavior, but we, why did she do it? People say because she was trying to talk to him, to plead for him, to do something for the Christians in China. And him being the shepherd, the successor to St. Peter, he didn't even bother to, he, he didn't bother to call her back to listen to her. She could have heard him. It's true. I'll take it for that because he's an old man. And and the fact is he, she shouldn't have been able to do that because his own security should, should have prevented it. But he didn't bother to want to listen. Now, I'm not saying for certain about everything that she could have been, but a lot of people believe she was. And, you know, his other interviews, this, this Vatican II church has modernized the mass, let so much liturgical abuses, uh, let so much sacramental abuses, and look where we are. 
Look at the situation we're in now. Our, our holy mass and our prayers and we, we were given something that is medicine for the world. We Catholics have not taken any proper advantage. We have taken it for granted. <clears throat> the wedding feast of the Lamb. If the Son of Man should return, will he find any faith on earth? Will he find any faith on earth? You know, we, we're, we've fallen asleep and the Lord returned like a thief in the night. Will he, he will shock us and surprise us and we will be found in judgment. We will be weighed and found wanting. You know, it's all, it's all there in the scripture. It's all there in the scripture. Our Lord has warned us. Our lady, his, he sent his mother in Fatima and La Salette. You know, in Lourdes to warn us, to warn us about what the coming judgment. Now, we could pray. We need to start praying and we need to start praying that the Holy Spirit could start converting the churches. Pray for this Pope. Pray for him. You know, do not give up. He's still our Pope. He's legally our Pope. And we have to pray for the bishops. We have to pray for the priests. We have to pray for more saints. We have to pray for a miracle. That's another possibility. We could have a miracle. The rosary is important. The Eucharist is important. We have to pray. And we, have, we should protect the Eucharist. Our bishops are supposed to protect the most holy sacrament. Not cast it off to, to the secular world. Remember what Christ said, don't cast your pearls before swine or they will turn and rip you to pieces. We're going to say a prayer and uh, we'll get back again next time. Please pray with your families. Pray, read the scriptures. Pray the rosary. Let's all pray the rosary for the salvation of this world, for the conversion of sinners, for the salvation of souls. Pray for our clerics, our bishops, pray for our priests, pray for the good ones, as well as the lukewarm ones, as well as the bad ones. Pray and pray for the Holy Father, Pope Francis, that the Holy Spirit may open his eyes. Let's end it with a Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. So, this is the Informed Catholic. Uh, my name is Ned Jabbar, and I really appreciate you guys uh, for you, you, know, you, know, you listening. And I hope I'm uh, doing a great service because I really want um, our church to shine as it's supposed to, and I want our bishops and priests to be holy, and I want us all to be holy. We need more saints, and we need more miracles. So let's pray the rosary. Let's pray that we can stop breaking God's heart. 
God bless, and we'll be together soon. Amen.